Your name's not Dan, you're not coming in. Well, hello and welcome to the latest episode of Raw, the 90s Ray podcast with me, your host, Tom Latcham. Many of you have been asking for today's guest for quite some time because from feedback, he is one of the most popular rave MCs of all time. And anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that he's one of my all-time favourites too. Described by you lot variously as a national rave treasure, the highest chief Jedi of MCs and the voice of rave. He doesn't tend to give many interviews and I've been chasing him for a while. That was until he heard his mate Simon Scorpio give an interview and that seemed to convince him. This guy is not just a hardcore MC. He can turn his hand to jungle, drum and bass, techno, uh, and all sorts, frankly. And he's also a DJ as well. Where do his talents end? Uh, it's not, he's one of the coolest guys to grace a rave stage with his famous phrase, dance how you want to, as long as you're having a good time. Let's give a big raw welcome to MC Ribs. Hello, mate. All right, geezer, how's it going? <laughs> really good, thanks. Good, it's, good, nice good. To, it's nice to see you. Um, oh, thank I, you. I feel like uh, well, it's been a while since I saw you. I saw you at a rave a little while ago before lockdown. Do you remember those? Do you remember raves? Uh, oh, yeah, just about, just about. I, I have been seeing some people post them up on Instagram. I'm going, <laughs> I remember that. I remember yeah, that. so uh, I, I last saw you at a Chapel of Chaos with Mr. Thumper, Mr. Thumper organised, and uh, I told you a story. You, you took it the wrong way. We might come to that later on. Um, I don't know if you yeah. heard heard my intro to your uh, to this to this interview about quite how popular you are. Did you know? I, I didn't realise I was that popular still. How does that make you feel? <laughs> uh, I'm proper humbled, man. To be very honest with you, to think that people are start, still thinking of me that way, and we haven't been out for ages. And yeah, it's just one of them things, isn't it? It's like you always say, you're not, you're never as good as your last party. Do you know what I mean? And I've been out for a pipe for ages. <laughs> How is lockdown so, um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lockdown's good. It's all right. I mean, I've got a good. I live a lockdown existence. Yeah, well, I, what can I say? I live a lockdown existence anyway. Do you know what I mean? I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's just me, chickens, sheep, cows, and, and the family. Do you know what I mean? And tunes and the internet, thank God. Um, but yeah, it's, I just, this is how I'm living. I don't see anyone anyway. I'm not saying that I don't agree with what's going on in the world or anything like that, but I just, yeah, I'm just dealing with it. Do you know what I mean? I've got my little boy home, homeschooling and all that. So how's that going? Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Um, you know, you, like as a parent, you kind of look at your kid and you go, oh, you don't do that at school. I think you don't do that at school. <laughs> Well, I thought, I've got a, I've got a three year old and uh, and and she's you know she's a three year old. They she is she does as three year olds do tantrum that sort of thing. And um, yeah, yeah. We had like a chat with the nursery, and they were like, yeah, yeah, we we've never seen her have one tantrum. You're like, what? She what? tantrums all the time at home, but they're different, aren't they? They're nice. They're nice when they're when they're not with their parents. They push the boundaries, yeah. I suppose, when they're with the parents. Anyway, we didn't get on. Uh, this isn't this isn't the nineties rave parenting podcast. This is uh, this is the nineties well, rave. Podcast. I mean, that's what that's what happens, isn't it? When you talk to <laughs> people that would be raving the nineties, they come to see them, it's just kids and farming and. It's true. Gardening. It's true. It's true. We, all get, we, all, we all get old and boring. Um, yeah. But um, we, we, this is normally the 90s rave podcast, so I suppose we should ask you some questions about 90s rave. Um, could I ask you to sum up in your words what the 90s rave scene has meant to your life? Um, the, the 90s rave scene has, was everything in my life. Do you know what I mean? I, I've dedicated my whole life to it. Do you know what I mean? I can remember telling Carl Cox that 
this is my life now. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, walking down and walking, like, walking, walking away from a party. It might have been Dreamscape. The Dreamscape was actually a really good, memorable one. I remember sat on the front, listening to Bookham and Comrade. Do you know what I mean? The sun was coming up. The heads. Anyway, at the end of that party, I was walking across. I, I'd emceed that. I think it might have been the first one I'd emceed there. I was walking across the the car park and the sun was shining because you don't get that nowadays. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You, you leave a rave and the sun's beating down. Everyone's walking back to their cars and stuff. And I've up to the car cops and I introduced them, introduced myself and said, "That this is my way. This could be my life now." Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm living it. What did he say? Good on you. Good on you. That's my Australian accent. Um, he said, yeah, good on you, man. Yeah, that was it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was cool. It's one of those moments. Um, yeah. And you've both gone on to do quite well, I heard. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah I, still, I still watch him on, on, on YouTube, on YouTube and the face. And um, it was Facebook, wasn't it? But it's yeah. now mixed cloud and stuff. But yeah, I kind of. Well, he's been doing these, uh, these boiler, but like bunker sessions. The cabin fever things. Fantastic. Yeah. Cabin fever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I kind of tune into every now and again. I got my mum into it, believe it or not. Really? You know I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was playing some old soul and funk and stuff. Look, mum, it's Carl Cox is on. You've got to check him out. Do you know what I mean? It's a rave jock, but check out his selection. Do you know what I mean? And then after that, she would just send me messages say, he's on this weekend. Your so, mum sounds pretty messages. cool. No, she's she's all right. She's like she's up for new tunage. Do you know what I mean? She, well, she's put up with me playing techno downstairs. Do you know what I mean? This is the son that got brought up in soul funk and hip hop and rare groove and stuff, and then like gets old and like banging out techno downstairs. She just <laughs> accepts it. <She's... laughs> has, she, has she ever been to? Um, did she ever go to raves with you? No, no, no. She she went to one or two when I was living in Plymouth, and I kind of did a club up there. She came out to one or two of those, but no, I kind of. No, 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 I think her head would no, fall I mean, off. Not... If she went to Chapel of Chaos, her head would fall off. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be her thing. No, 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 definitely not her thing. But my uncle's come out to, I used to get my uncle into, uh, when I used to do the Q Club for Atomic Jam, and I went to, uh, for Atomic Jam and Fiber Optics, I think it was. I used to get my uncle, and he used to come out and uh, used to get him in with his two sons, do you know what I mean? And they'll be raving on the floor. Lots of us on stage and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Which is quite interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, Birmingham. So, so I, I, in my intro, I said how you've emceed over the years to a range of different styles. Um, and you can turn your hand, and we'll, we'll explore why later on, to uh, almost any style of music, it seems. Um, what made the 90s rave scene such an exciting period for you as a performer? Uh, it was new fresh and there was lots of new things going on um i was deep into the music anyway do you know what i mean i used to go to the record, record shop every every week just about uh and then i work in record distribution and all this kind of stuff so i was i was in it um and there was lots of people trying new things and i was into all those new things do you know what i mean and because of the style of emceeing it meant that i could lend my hand and dip in and out but i was i was, I was into it i didn't just turn up there's no money do you know what i mean it's like you're definitely there for the love was that was, and, uh, that, was so there no money in the 90s good time with it well it not well i wasn't i weren't playing that game do you know what i mean i was proper naive man do you know what i mean i weren't playing the money game i was just having a party and um and obviously getting paid but just not taking liberties with it do you know what i mean 
Uh, and it's, it was difficult. I didn't know how to put my money up. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right, okay, you've had me doing this for X amount of years. Now, for me to put my money up, I'm going to learn to tap dance. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I couldn't work it out. I just thought, just go and have a party. Uh, and, and, and it worked itself out. Do you know I'd love to see to a, a Ribs live PA tap dancing. <laughs> Well, it's just one of them things that it's like, well, it's just, you, you always you feel you've always got to improve, but I'm, I don't see myself professional like that. I'm literally a raver. Right? I ain't going to sit down and try and write any lyrics or try and put together a show for you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like we're going to that same party together. We're all going to get sweaty together. Do you know what I mean? And hopefully we're going to leave and get home safely, but not together, but individually. I mean, so you never know. So that, yeah. Well, depends on the night. Depends on the night. We might get to an after party or something together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was t- I was talking more in the biblical sense, really, but uh, you know, uh, <laughs> not anymore. I think you've got a partner, long-term partner, so uh, not these days. Um, and you've performed as well over the years to hundreds of thousands of people. What do you think that attracted so many people to those '90s rave events? Because loads of them are still listening, will be listening to this now, and are still into it. Yeah, it's. Um... It's, 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 it was a movement. I mean, it was only when I went to Australia that I realised how it was like skateboarding as skateboarding as a fad. Do you know, what I mean, I went over there and it's just like people, flyers and cassettes, and it was just like there was fashion, and it was just and it was something that um, it was ours, man. It came out of the UK in the day. Do you know what I mean? It, it was fresh. It was like our hip hop. Put it like that um and yeah it was a proper movement and i ain't gonna lie to you man there's lots of drugs around do you know what i'm saying that's that's gonna that's gonna bond everyone together even your hardened football hooligan would hug and give you a kiss do you know what i'm saying so yeah there's a, that had a lot to do with it um but coupled with the mass movement everyone at the same place all dancing at the same time to the same beat do you know what i mean and in in, in the same time with the people on stage even do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's something to behold, wasn't it? And then the tunes that just came along that kind of blew your head off. That was it, really. It, it was it, you. You had to love it. I mean, I I fell in love with it instantly, without, without a doubt. Do you, know I mean? do you think? Do you think that the rave scene would have existed if it wasn't for ecstasy? No, I think if we didn't have the TB three hundred three, we'd be we'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be no acid house Duh! do you know what I mean Granted, we had the drum machines and all that but that TB303 is what get, what kit started the whole thing do you know what I'm saying um, so yeah uh, and then the drugs came along afterwards but um, they were making the music for the drugs do you know what I mean all the whole wafty stuff to and you, you were kind of captivated of all those things going on and then it just kind of went you've got your hardcore just like cut out the niceness and let's go straight for the groove. Do you know what I mean? And that's um, why we love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, we kind of like the I kind of like the juxtaposition sometimes, and it kind of it's got its time and its place. I'm a time and a place person. Do you know what I mean? You can have me raving like flat out all night, and if you want to keep me raving for the rest of the next day, let's say you've got to make sure the music's right. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, I'm just going to flake. Uh, well, we're here with uh, MC Ribs on the 90s Rave Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so. Hello at the 90s Rave Podcast.co.uk, or you can follow us on all your social media channels. And we're filming everything all on YouTube. Go check us out. Exit.
So we're still here with uh, MC Ribs. We'll find out a bit more about him in our quick fire round a little bit later. But before we do that, I want to uh, talk to him a little bit about how he found his way into the rave scene. Uh, there's very little information out about you there, Sean, I should say. Um, and so a lot of this, I'm making it up. So that's all uh, good. So good. Yeah, well, that means that I ask you a question and you tell and you tell people the answer that they probably don't know. So um, in terms of, right. um, I do know that you were born in London. Um, yeah. and I know that you moved to Plymouth to study later on. That is pretty much all I know. It was on Discogs. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's explore a little bit of that. You were born, uh, you, you grew up in London in the... Uh, grew up in London. Yeah. In the 70s? In Fulham. In, the, in Fulham, okay, in the yeah. 70s and the 80s. What was life like for you growing up in Fulham in London in the 80s, 70s and 80s? Um, <clears throat> I think I was a bit of a blessed kid, really, growing up, um, because uh, my mum kind of encouraged me to, to go to the record shop. Um, Your mum is every cool. week she'd give me every week she'd give me cash to go to the record shop, and I, she oh, knew that cool. I would leave the house, go to the record shop, stay there all day, listen to tunes, and then come home and play those tunes all night. Do you know what I mean? And if I had any change left over, I'd go down the record and tape exchange down Notting Hill Gate the next day, and uh, see what, what what money, what tunes I can buy. Um, do you know what I mean? And the hip hop was about that it was 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 getting big at that time, and and it was all about finding the tunes, the wackiest tunes to get people dancing. You know, that was like that. It was like a lyric and a hip hop tune um, that I kind of picked up on. And then you'd go out and just look for tunes that you could sample. I didn't have a sampler. Do you know what I mean? Kind of tried to practice scratching and stuff. I mean, my brother um, used to practice scratch and say who'd move crossfade and I'd move the record. Do you know what I mean? Just until we got the, the idea of what was what. And then it'd be like one one have to do do um you'd have to do it on our own. Um so yeah, so that's how I, and then from that I got I, I got into sound systems because that's what you do when you're in London. Do you know what I mean? It's like sound, it's big sound systems everywhere. Like I listen to Mastermind and Rap Attack and Saxon reggae sound systems and Mastermind and Rap Attack were like kind of unique on the they mix soul and funk and stuff, but they did it well. Do you know what I mean? On sometimes you get four four decks. Most of my used to use reel to reels and stuff like that. Um, and we had some really good pirate radio stations as well. So I, I was deep in tunes from an early age. Um, had the had the sound system. My mum used to drop us to the gigs. Do you know what I mean? And we'll set up set up the rig, do the party to the kids and stuff, and then she'll come back and pick us up. And if we're doing like house parties and stuff, because that was a big thing back then. She'd then leave us there overnight and then come and get us the next next morning. We'll be sleeping in the bath. Wait for it to turn up. Well, cool, you know what I mean? But yeah, it, it was fun. It was fun. It was it, it, Yeah, she kind of been, she kind of kept she she encouraged us to do it kept us out of trouble. I mean, she used to, she used to go carnival. She goes carnival and dance it up and all that herself, do you know what I mean? So she knows the school. Um so it's just a case of just managing it because she can't stop it. Okay, and uh, so you, when did you get into Acid House? Because I do know that you went that you went to Plymouth uh, to study when you yeah. were at university. What did you study, by the way? Electronic engineering. Okay, H and D. And you work in computers now, don't you? So that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of the computer thing was like the fallback when the rave scene did its first kind of wobble. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like oh shit, this isn't stable. I need to find something to to keep me keep me focused you know what i mean so i kind of went back and got a job <clears throat> okay. and uh and i've had the job ever since so that so yeah 
So, so you went the to the... If it wobbled any more, then I didn't really have to worry about it. No, of course. And to study. I, we'll talk a little bit about that later, probably about you know the, you, why you've decided what you know why you didn't make it a full time job and the differences between that uh, and, and and those that did. But um, you went to Plymouth when you were um, eighteen to study. And you then started putting on parties. Was that your first experience of the acid house movement? Properly, yeah. I mean, I was buying the tunes, <clears throat> and um, and the thing is, I used to mix like like uh, late eighties soul words. It was all electronic, and and it was all drum machine, all that. Anyway, do you know what I mean? So I used to, I used to mix that with the hip hop and stuff. But I was buying rave. Or acid house sides with like Mr. Kirk's nightmare. Mr. Kirk, yes. Your son is dead. And then um, when I went to Plymouth, um, I started doing these cassettes, and um, I just giving them out to the to, to the guy who ran the nightclub there. And then through that, I met my first DJ partner, um, Simon De Bruin. We called ourselves the SAS, and he had like a, a he he lived above a pub called the Noah's Art Pub uh, in Plymouth, and and he used to do it had like a like I've, I've never seen this kind of setup before until you know I mean I was pretty sheltered life living in London. Then I go to Plymouth, and then like they've got fun pubs and nightclubs upstairs, pubs downstairs, and then people go to the pub first, and then they'll go upstairs to the, to the club. Right. <clears throat> so we were upstairs in the club, and we'd have to play all types of tunes really because he had like just passed us by but we we're young so we had loads of youngsters in there too so we'll obviously there'll be a moment where it'll just be around with youngsters and we'll just cane it with all the youngsters the tunes that they've wanted to hear um and then we got um yeah we got chucked to lifeline really yeah so that I, that's when i got into it deep so i didn't do that in london when i was in london and i was, when I had the south system it was like it was like dance all studio one um lovers rock rear groove hip-hop do you know what i mean so it was a different kind of different angle on it so then when i when i moved away it was like i was able to then just go right okay i've got all this other stuff let's let's go with this at that time as well it was it was like lots of the uk hip-hop so it's pretty up up tempo anyway do you know what i mean um with even with the the, the quick fire lyrics it, it was just fast do you know what I mean? it's like uk angle so it kind of lended itself quite well with some of the um early race stuff your name's not Dan, you're not coming in. So you said you're a rave you've said you're a raver. Um yeah. when or what was your first rave? Uh my first rave that I ever went to, um, legal rave, was Time in Birmingham. I actually found the flyer. Oh yeah. Um I found my, I've got my folder here. Um, I didn't realize that there must, there obviously must have been a time when I was really, really bored. And I sorted out my folders and my flyers in two years. So um, <clears throat> I'm looking at the 91 folder, 91 thing. Um, so I pulled out the 91. But yeah, the first rave I ever went to was this one. Who's headlining? Time. Let's have a look. Very nice. Uh, the headlining is old school, man. Can, I, can, you get, can you get a look at that? Who have we got here? Read it out. Uh, I'll tell you who's on there. Um, Keith Sucklin. That's a name that I haven't seen for years. Carl Cox, Fabio, Sasha, Mickey Finn, Easy Groove, Andy Carroll, DJ Rap, Simon Smith. Andy Carroll? Uh, he yeah. plays for Newcastle. Uh, 
uh, Groove Rider and Doc Scott. MCs for the night were MC Lenny, MC Hardcore, M- Hardcore General, and MC Man Paris. What a lineup! Um, yeah, that night one, yeah, yeah, it's fat. That's bang. <clears throat> and what was it like? Oh, yeah, the back of that. Look at that. That's like got all the shots. You used to have all the record shots and stuff. Do you know what I mean? That shizzle don't happen anymore. Yeah, you missed that. So yeah, it's all cool. But yeah, that was the first one that I ever went to. Do you, and, do you um, remember the feeling when you walked in? I remember the feeling the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we all know that yeah. feeling, yeah. <clears throat> it, it was it was it was it was it was cool. It was it was very cool. I mean it's my first ever big rave and um <clears throat> just to just because i mean we were doing it back in plymouth anyway so it was just nice to go and see how it's done or how you i mean you always do it your own way but it's just good to go to go and see what's done and hearing the tunes that they're playing to see if you're playing anything similar do you know what i mean um but then you're back then as well you you used to go out raving with your crew you had a crew of people that you hung out with and you all had each other's back so that was your posse of people so that was it was nice yeah it's cool so were you was there emceeing at your event in the, uh, in those early days yeah we, well we did <clears throat> well we kind of plymouth um have these things called fun pubs yeah um, so what is that where yeah well this is i didn't really it's like a pub it's like a a bar pub like, like it's like a weatherspoons with a nightclub at the back okay so like so you go past this Weatherspoons bar and at the back you've got like a... But it's a bit tidier than the Weatherspoons. If anything, Weatherspoons stole the idea from these guys. Do you know what right. I'm saying? And then you go in there and the DJ, as well as play... Because DJs, are, they, they, they know their shit, you know, jocks. It wasn't just like, yeah, okay, we can play all the chart stuff. But they also got sent all the whites of all the, of all the, other, of all the other genres of music. So if they wanted to pull out some acid house tunes that you've never heard before, they had these tunes. Do you know what I mean? So I heard quite a lot from these guys um so um but they would talk on the mic like hi and then once you got to know them and you walked in they'll say hello to you do you know what i mean over the mic because you're coming through do you know what i mean you can obviously like that being young and then they'll drop a tune that you like and then you hit the floor don't you and once you've got the kids on the floor everybody else comes along yeah, yeah, yeah. so kind of so once we kind of were given the opportunity to start doing parties in Plymouth. We obviously adopted that, but we kind of broke the band. We swear down the mic. Do you know what I mean? Which was obviously they these guys wouldn't be swearing down the microphone. Do you know what I mean? Because it's that's their job. They're there every day. But yeah, we're young. It's like make some fucking noise and like kind of put your fucking hands up. So we kind of did that, which kind of got a response, obviously. Um so and it just kind of went from there really. Do you know what I mean? Um and then I suppose for us from doing all of that, um yeah, it, it, it kind of worked because they got the they got the youngsters in, which is all. The, what is, what and so these not, these nights that you'd set up, um, tell us a little bit about them. How popular were they? How many people? What was the sort of capacity? And it's uh, good. That's a good question. I um, but from from doing those, um, from doing those um, nights up in um, Noah's Ark. I think we might have got recognised because what happened was um, there was a guy called Ruster Sean who basically um, one Friday night, just like, well, it's like a proper stealth mission. He sold loads of tickets from Ravers in Plymouth, from Torquay, rammed a couple of coaches possibly. 
um, and brought him and hired the club in Plymouth. So, so brought all these people down to this club and then ran the club out because the club wasn't busy on a Friday night, ran the club out and uh, play in Acid House. Do you know what I mean? We heard about it the next day. Do you know what I mean? You know, people were dancing on the tables and on the bar. It was great. We're like, what the fuck? Anyway, things didn't kind of work out for him there. Um, uh, so he didn't go back there. So we got asked to do it, Simon and I, to do it. Uh, it was called, and we called ourselves the SAS. And the night was called Xena's. So that's that's one of the flyers cool. uh, from Xena's. Um, this is like this is like a reunion party that, but that's the kind of thing. They spelled they spelled uh, your name wrong. How do you spell your name wrong at your own fucking gig? Uh, well, it's ribs, R-I-B-B-S, R-I-B-B-S. But, you know, I didn't know what I wanted at the time. I've got, I spelled it differently now. It's R-1-B-B-Z. I'm just trying to change it up a little. Do you know what I mean? But it was like, you've got to keep it the same so everyone knows who you are. It's like, what the fuck? I keep it want, fresh, mate. Keep it fresh. I just want to change it up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, um, do you think that, uh, as a raver... Um, I mean, so, no, to, to, answer, to answer your question, I think it might have held about realistically i think legally about 150 people legally do, do you know what i mean um god knows at the time you, you just it was rammed do you know what i mean people were dancing from everywhere and the sweat was dripping off the ceiling but it was like that for friday and a saturday for a long time do you know what i mean for a long time and um yeah so that was that so that so we kind of got we kind of went from this small thing to this which was which was major for us. So did you did you see yourself as a as a DJ really who got on the mic every now and again? I did not one bit. I mean, I kind of DJed when I was on the sound system. I was pretty shy, really. I had the mic, man. We had, we always had that. And so I, I just used to do the soul and the hip hop and stuff. I mean, I was I did it. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I didn't hide or anything. But I didn't. I went to study. I didn't. I just had. I just took my decks and my records with me, and I went to study. And it just. And I didn't know what to expect you know what i mean the way i chose to go to plymouth right when i was at college and we were picking universities and stuff to go to that kind of stuff the lecturer said one day said um it'd be a good idea for you to choose somewhere outside of london because it's a you know what i mean because a good opportunity there's a good chance you might you might get it do you know what i mean so i said all right so i closed my eyes took a pen went like that and landed on plymouth do you know what i mean so I was like, okay, I'm gonna apply for Plymouth. And I got it. Out of all the places. I didn't get anywhere else. I got Plymouth. So I was like, right, okay, let's go to Plymouth then. Do you know what I mean? So that's how I got to Plymouth. Um, was, it a, was it a culture shock? I mean, because I can't imagine I, look, I don't know Plymouth all that well, I've got to say, but yeah. in, in the late eighties in Plymouth, I suspect you, there weren't that many black people. No, no, there, there weren't. Um I say this again, I'm really naive. Right, I ain't got a fucking clue about racism. Do you know what I mean? Because I've never experienced it. Like that. So, um, sorry. So, um, to go to somewhere like Plymouth, I, I wouldn't know if anybody was being racist to me because I don't know what that is. Right. You know, unless you're going to turn around and call me a black cunt in my face or something like that, I don't know. You've got to be properly direct. I, I went to, a, I went to a bar in Plymouth. Um, Really young, do you know what I mean? Studying, it's like got my colours 
aftershave on, had a shower. Granted, you're out to try and impress some girls, isn't it? So you've got your nice clothes on. I'm on the floor doing my thing. And this guy goes, it stinks around there. And I just didn't think it was me. I was like, <laughs> I've got my colours on, do you know what I'm saying? Just did not have a fucking I smell clue. fantastic, actually. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Get with my shit acid. <laughs> and then uh, he, did it. he said it again. I just carried on my business. Da, 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 da. And then he fucked off. And then my mate goes, you know he's talking about you, didn't you? I went, was he? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've, I hung out with some black guys in, in Plymouth at the time. Uh, they found it really difficult, but I just just got on with it, man. I had tunes, uh, I met people. Uh, I weren't being selfish. It was just that I just didn't have that kind of experience. Do you no. know what I mean? Well, good for you. Um, and, and in terms of the event that you put, was was is it fair to say that it was one of the? It was the first. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we're, we're very lucky. So then the question really there is. Do you feel that you uh, played a major part in taking Rave to the Southwest? I kind of, I kind of, I was, I helped nurture it. I mean, because there were there were other people doing it around, like Scorts was doing it in Torquay. Mm. So when we were um, putting on these nights, we were doing club swaps. So we'd hook up with Scorts and he would come over and do nights and then we'll go over. And so there were people doing it. We just... We were just those. We were just in the right place at the right time, the right age. There's like loads of youngsters around us. We, do you know what I mean, we were swearing on the microphones, a bit rock and roll. Obviously, do you know what I mean? Obviously, just getting into it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and we had the tunes, and that's the bottom line. Do you know what I mean? I'm a tunes person, so I used, I made sure that we had the tunes. And how then do you think that? So if you t- if you sort of helped to nurture that rave scene and you took the rave down there. How did that area of the country, the Southwest and whatever goes on in the Southwest, how, how did that influence your musical tastes? Uh, well, we had... Um, cool, bloody hell, musical tastes. Well, I mean, we, we just went to the record shop, everybody else, but we, it was kind of trying to... Listening to... Because listening to, we were following Rave, Acid House, that's what we were into, and that's a... We had a couple of record shops we would go to uh, and a couple of people who knew what we wanted. Do you know what I mean? We were just in there all the time. Um, but it, it was trial and error, I suppose. I mean, I kind of like to think that we bought the tunes that we liked and tr- and it just so turned out to be what everybody else liked. I don't know. We were, we were into Acid House and we were buying that, that, that music. Um, not even any buts, really. I wouldn't even say that. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, we were just following what was going on. But even even like when it kind of evolved into the UK sound, that was a bit hard to try and locate. Do you know what I mean? I had to go to London all the time to try and track down the, the breakbeat tunes. Do you know what I mean? Because they weren't they weren't filtering down to to Plymouth. So it was a case of going out to to try and track them down. But um, there were loads of different pockets of music in, in Plymouth. After, after a while, you'd got it, you'd have it where people were kind of more focused on American sound. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Which were, oh, I can't think of the Strictly Rhythm, that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Then, <clears throat> but we were kind of kind of crossing the boundaries a little bit, doing a bit of that, but doing mainly UK, Mr. Kurt's Nightmare, um, breaking the, break the limits. 
trying to find the yeah just and, and mixing it up with uk hip-hop and sometimes playing that at 45 do you know what i mean just to get just to get because they were doing they were doing the hip-hop first a lot of them and then acid house came along do you know what i mean but they still like their hip-hop it's about a pressure it's about a roar and so when did you so you were a dj really who sometimes got on the mic but now yeah. you're a you're a mic man who sometimes gets on the decks. Yeah. So yeah. how did that shift happen, and at what point? Uh, that happened. Um, firstly, uh, when we were doing Zenas, um, Universe, um, Paul Shorey basically used to be like an A and R man, I think, or uh, who used to run Universe, and he when he came, he was putting on a party in in I think it's Warminster. Um, uh, and he was obviously they they were scouting out looking for jocks who were doing some of the things in different areas. To, to what they will then do is they'll book you to play for an hour or so in a room, and then from that they would promote their party in Plymouth. So, I mean, the Universal one of the big parties. Do you know what I mean? So we kind of got booked, and so they came up asking um, who they should book, and we got booked for this. Wicked. Uh, anyone who can't see that, that's a uh, universe and out of this world summer event, it says. When's that? Uh, August 1991. Who's on the um, lineup there? Uh, that lineup is. Uh, we'll be going with the lineup. All right, okay, this lineup is fat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre Incorporated Rhythm Section. Uh, Fierce Rude and Diva. You've got to believe in something. Frequency. Sasha, Easy Groove, Eva Lady Riches, DJ Rap, Slipknot, Parks and Wilson, DJ Die and Jody. Oh, Jody Waston, Westerner from Way Out West. DJ Die, as you know, DJ Sam, Toxic Pudding, Budge, Budgie, who I know quite well, Will Bolton, I haven't seen him for a while, Jeff, with MC Willy Wee, uh, Paddy P, the Hardcore MC, and MCID. And I also think um, this is the one where. Is this one we've got Sasha on it? Yeah. This is the one that Joe Peng emceed on. The big Joe Peng. This is the, the rave. Um, so that was one that we got booked on first. Um, so... Uh, as, D- as DJs? Yeah, as, as DJ and MC, basically. And so I kind of did that. But then when I got to meet, when I got to meet Paul, he we kind of got on. Uh, and then from then on, he asked me, if I'd be resident for for um, for universe, um, but uh, I as suppose an MC. as an MC, yeah. Nice. But um, I think what what might have done that. I'm trying to get the trying to get it, trying to get the timelines right. So I did that, and then there was um, uh, Fantasia at West Point, and um, I was working at Mighty Force Records at the time, which was like the one of the first electronic dance music shops in the Southwest, um, responsible for people like Aphex Twin or Bubble Bath, that kind of thing. Um, and some other good heads work, worked in there too. Um, and um, yes, yeah, so I, I worked for Mighty Force, from working at Mighty Force, I had some backstage passes, do you know what I mean? And I was going down to this party with my girly, things didn't go too good, do you know what I mean? Kind of ended up me being on my jacksy, so um, kind of that is bad. Yeah, yeah. On, on New Year's Day, ain't good, but fucking hell. There is that's a different story. Anyway, 
Right. <laughs> anyway, so I'm in this place on my jet on my own, and I've got this backstage pass. I ain't feeling too happy. I ain't lying to you. Do you know what I mean? So I decided to let my hair down a little bit, <clears throat> and um, and went on stage. Do you know what I mean? And I kind of I'd met Robbie D before because he'd come down to Plymouth because he'd worked for Uni for Fantasia. And he was kind of checking it all out. Similar thing to what Paul Shorey was doing with Universe, you know what I mean? So I kind of met him ages ago. And then anyway, he we remembered each other. And he gave him the mic because that's what he knew me because I was up there, do you know what I mean? Kind of gave him the mic. And um, and then Easy Groove was playing, do you know what I mean? So I then climbed onto the speaker stack, which is beside me. And I tore the speaker stack because, well, that was anyone that was there. Uh, and I mean... If you were to do that now and I was around, I'd be stopping the music and tell you to get down. But back then, it was quite lawless. Everyone's, it was... Health and safety yeah. gone mad, that, Sean. There was no health and safety, do you know what I'm saying? But it was all about the party. It was a good vibe. And I sat on the speaker box all night and emceed. Wicked. Um, and then I kind of, that's how I got people's attention. And then uh, when I moved down to... Uh, I moved down to Bristol and I <clears throat> ended up moving in with DJ Easy Groove. So that's how I got to uh, properly get into the scene and see what was going on because I then went round, went round because he was, I didn't realise he was massive. Do you know what I mean? I kind of moved in with him and he was just like, bad boy DJ. Do you know what I mean? We're you, so, off. You, so you moved in together? Yeah, yeah, I moved into, I lived with Easy Groove. How um, funny. For, for a period and then we kind of just to go and do the raves. Do you know what I mean? I used to go and MC for, for Easy Groove along, along with all the other because he had, he had like loads of other MCs that used to go along, and we all just used to go along and have a laugh and do parties together, do you know what I mean? So I got to I got to meet a lot of promoters and travel the, right. the breadth of the country off, off, with, with Easy Groove. Wicked. And that's how I, I got I, properly I, I, known. I don't know Easy Groove, and he's someone I would like to interview at some point in the future, although it can be a bit tricky in lockdown. I've been told he hasn't got the internet. Um, but right. uh, what's it like living with Easy Groove? What's he like as a, as a, as a housemate? Uh, well, he was cool. Do you know what I mean? It was it was it was nice just watching him in the mix. Do you know what I mean? Because he was a bad boy DJ. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, you know when the kind of the tune is in the lock because there's a little like a body pop lock, and then it's like you're in. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it was yeah, it was cool. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know what can you say. I mean, it was we. we I mean, back then parties started. I mean, he was being a DJ. The party started like on a Wednesday night. Do you know what I mean? So you had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you'd have the after parties, do you know what I mean? Uh, and then you'd have the free parties that you'd go to. Um, and then it's when you got to the free parties. It's fucking that's when you heard thinking, that, just thinking about it. That's, what we, that's when you heard the tunes. That's what I'm talking to you about. Tunes, the tens, tunes are what keep you rolling. Do you know what I'm saying? You go to an after party, you're not hearing what you heard all night. You're hearing the stuff that you ain't heard yet. Do you know what I mean? And that's the stuff that gets, that gets you kind of hooked. So yeah, so that it was good. It was good. And you were going around the country with uh, Easy Groove. What were some of the best raves that you that you enjoyed in those days? To going around the country, can you remember any that stand out? I uh, went to Donington Park. Went to Donington Park with, with Easy Groove. Um, we also, I also went to Castle Morton. Do you know what I mean? I did that, um, and that was kind of the base. And then you'd go to Castle Morton and leave there and go to. A, Warrington or something and then come back then go off and do it do you know what I mean um, but I, f I did all the universes I mean I think 
after a period of time, I became resident for Fantasia and Universe. So I was kind of doing them anyway. Um, so I wasn't, after a period, I wasn't going around. It's just kind of just like, I'd go to that party and then I'd just stay there. Um, but I mean, they were massive parties, dude. I mean, they were experimenting with stage stage settings. So you'd go in and you'd have this thing down the middle and you'd have people over there and people over there. Do you know what I mean? It's like big stage uh, light settings and they were quite they were quite out there sometimes best parties people always do fancy dress and fetish gear and all that kind of stuff going on and they were dragging in uh, dragging in sorry they were booking the jocks from europe do you know what i mean so you'd get your your sven vas and and your jamming spoons and um do you know what i mean it's yeah it's good because no wonder you wanted to make a career in it, um, and you and you and you did, but partly as well by working in that record shop. What, what was it like? What did it do for you working in that record shop? Was it was it making those connections that were then going to fire your performing career? Um, not really. It was a case of it was it it was what it was. I worked in record shop because I was into music. Do you know what I mean? And I was able to sell tunes. Do you know what I mean? That was into music, and it helped me get tunes. Because I was a DJ, do you know what I mean? But I did, but it was a good central focus point because everybody came in. I'm still friends with people now who used to go and buy records from Mighty Force back then. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, you just met some really good, good, good people. But they've gone on to do good things. Do you know what I mean? At the time, we wouldn't, we wouldn't. They were just people into tunes, but it's, it's, they've gone on to do great things. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but I've never had that mindset to 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 do that. Do you know, I've always just never had the mindset to do that. It's a bit of a mad one. Just never thought, yeah, I'm gonna make tunes and go and jet set around the world. This is like, I'm just gonna go go and have a party. But, <laughs> do you know, it's, that's a bit crap, but that's what exactly what it is. A healthy, a healthy mindset to have, and it, and, and, <laughs> and and perhaps you know, I'm gonna ask you a, a little bit about this in the future. Perhaps it's even giving you that longevity because it doesn't become a chore and, and often if something is a job it becomes boring and tedious and you and you view it in that way well, we hope you're enjoying today's episode of raw but now's where we ask you inevitably for your help to keep this project rolling on we're a tight-knit team of four working part-time for free, taking no wages at this project to create this podcast, and it's quite a serious undertaking alongside our normal day jobs. Hopefully you can see from our progression from audio to video in the few months since we started this podcast that, thanks to your ongoing donations, we've managed to improve our equipment. And I'm pleased to say your generosity means this podcast now washes its own face in terms of costs, which is absolutely great news. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much to any of you who've donated. Uh, we've got big, big plans for the future, but we aren't going to be able to do it without your support. So if you want us to keep making Raw, you're going to need to keep on funding Raw. And that will help with the cost of renting or buying recording kit and paying expenses to travel the country and interview more of your favourite rave artists from the 90s. So if you can spare anything at all, no matter how big or how small, you can do so at gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcast. That URL again is gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcast and if you're not in a position to donate we know it's a tough time for everybody you can instead help by subscribing and sharing our content on youtube facebook instagram and twitter 
you just need to search for Raw, the 90s Rave podcast. Go and do that now, please. Massive love and respect to each and every one of you. So, Sean, we not a lot's known about you, by the way, as I've said a little bit earlier, because um, there's nothing out there. You're a very elusive man. And so this is our opportunity to try to explore a little bit more about your your likes and your personality and that sort of thing. So we're going to do a quick oh, fire okay. round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A quick fire round where you've got, don't prevaricate, just answer very quickly, please. So we'll do a quick fire round. What's your full name? Sean Hill. <laughs> Um, how old are you? I know it's very rude to ask a lady her age, but how old are you? Uh, 35. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, were performing okay. as a baby. Are you a remarkable oh, MC oh, for a oh, three-year-old? Okay, 53. 53. Uh, well, I've got to say, Sean, you look younger than I do, so oh, if that's any you. consolation. Uh, and I almost am 35. So, um, you grew up in London, we know that. You live uh, where now? It's uh, the middle of nowhere? Uh, where, where? At Somerset, a place called Baffleton. Okay. What's Baffleton like? It's, it's quiet. It's quiet. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's nice and quiet and it's just middle of nowhere. Just fields and ducks and chickens and stuff. Yeah, it's nice and quiet. I mean... I'm the no, I'm the noisiest person here, apart from the church bells across the way. <laughs> but, but, uh, how close is your nearest neighbour? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, but they're they're not very close. They're Wicked. Very close. They're, Crank they're it up. They're not very close. No. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's your relationship status? Uh, I'm in a relationship with yeah with Minx. Long term relationship, is it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's about thirteen years now. Very good. Uh, unlucky for some, not for you. And um, have you got any kids? And how old are they? Uh, I've got a little boy who's nine. His name's Ptolemy. And a uh, stepdaughter, uh, 20, her name's Jay. Nice. And what is your favourite non-rave music? Uh, favourite non-rave music? I I listen to podcasts and, and radio shows. So I listen to Giles Peterson quite a lot. Uh, Benji B, I listen to quite a lot. Alexander Knott on MTS Radio, I listen to quite a lot. Um, uh, I listen to Selectors Assemble, which is like IG Culture. It's a broken beat, UK broken beat. I listen to that religiously. Uh, uh, they all, I listen to them more religiously. I listen to New Wave Radio, which is Four Heroes internet radio station. That Cyber Dens, especially, I listen to. Um, who, yeah, yeah, there's some good music out there. So I tend to gravitate towards that granted i techno but i listen to techno every day um because i'm on the record shop every day do you know what i mean because that's what you've got to do nowadays in order because there's so much music to get through i'm not going to say so much shit there's so much tunes to get through that, oh, i mean there will be that, a lot of shit that, that, that's not necessarily <laughs> your cup of tea it's proportionally, um, it's proportionally yeah. the same yeah there's yeah, just yeah. more of it right yeah yeah um, and what would you say is your best trait? And I suppose, really, that's just what, what would your partner say is your best trait, really? Uh, what she says is my best trait. I, uh, I um, suppose reliable. Okay. Well, um, that's good because that makes yeah. you uh, very incredibly rare in the rave scene, in my experience. Uh, what is your worst trait? Um, Kind of a bit of a worrier, I think. I think I might, might might go through spouts of worrying. Do you know what I mean? But that's a good thing, I suppose, because I do kind of get on top of stuff because of it. 
uh, ahead of time. Does that does that manifest itself at all in your performing? Uh, yeah, it does. I, I get butterflies all the time. Really? Uh, yeah, all the time. That, that. Even even broadcasting from home, I get butterflies. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you, you think you'd be used to it by now. Yeah, but still, do you know what I mean? It's like you just don't take anything for granted, geese. Do you know what I mean? I just don't take anything for granted. And to be fair, as you know, as been a presenter on Talk Sport, my I mean, I remember my first time, I was absolutely shitting my pants. But you, I don't think you get less, but it still stays there. And actually, I suppose in a way that keeps you focused. Yeah, it does. It keeps me on my toes. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. Once I'm there, I'm there. Just, just if you've got the butterfly, you just need to get to the party. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? just need to get in it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and who is the most famous person you've ever met? Uh, ah, I met the Jackson Five once. Oh, really? Whilst walking home from school. Oh, that's a yeah. cool person to meet walking home from school. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Me and my brother, um, because we we lived in Fulham, but we went to school in Shepherd's Bush, so. On hot sunny days, we would just walk. Sometimes you'd beat the bus. Do you know what I mean? And um, we're walking past Hammersmith Palais, and we saw this group of black guys, big hair. Do you know what I mean? And we walked over because we knew the Jackson Five. We got albums of theirs at home and stuff, so we got listened to them. I, my auntie's like got all the albums. Do you know what I mean? Um, so we knew who they were, and then we kind of went up and said hello and had a picture taken with them on the steps outside Hammersmith Palais. You got you know the photo? I, mean? I wish. Do you know what I mean? I wish. There's no... I, I, you know what? I kind of... Every now and again, I kind of do a little search on the internet, just hoping that someone's got the picture and scanned it in and put it up or something. But, so you no. didn't know the photographer? It was just like you just jumped into no, the No, we were just literally walking past and they were they were there. Um, I can't remember what the mission was, do you know what I mean? But someone had a camera and they said, do you want to get in the picture? We're like, yes, we got in the picture. And finally, if you could change anything in the world, what would it be? Um, what would you change? I would change the venue music license, music level laws. <laughs> so you can play the music louder at parties. That is very neat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't, don't you know? Don't worry about eradicating child poverty. Uh, no, I, I really no, want to play my tunes loud. Yeah, yeah. Don't muck about the levels of the, the sound systems when you go out fighting. Please, just want to hear the tunes. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be heard loud with bass. Your name's not Dan. You're not coming. In. So, Sean, you are, uh, as we say. You, you 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 do DJ and you did start out as a DJ, but you are really known as an MC uh, largely. But what is it about your personality? Do you think that makes you a good MC? Uh, personality. Don't know. Don't know about personality. Um, you know what? I think what it is is um, people like to see people who are performing doing what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? So I, I tend to just go out and I'll just hit the stage or the floor and I'll, I'll dance with you on stage or the floor all night. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and um, just have a, just try and have a good time. That's what I used to be like. Do you know what I mean? Just, just go out and have a good time with you. 
Do you know what I mean? And make make it good. Um, but obviously, making sure that you respect what the doc's doing. Do you know what I mean? You respect the tunes that have been played and your environment and whatnot. But think- yeah, I just I, I just put it down to and, and just smiling. I mean, I can't. Yeah. You go out, you just can't help but smile. So that that's that's a an instant thing. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that just kind of it's just like an elastic thing. I, th- I mean, I think that's true, and I will certainly I'll say that the reason why you're my, uh, one of my favourite MCs is because you always look like you're having fun. And actually, this is meant to be fun. It's not meant to yeah. be serious. And there are some MCs who are quite serious. And you're like, come on, guys. Like, it's just a bit of fun, right? And I love you watching, you know, you dance. And, and the joy is, is written on your face. It's written in your moves. And um, I actually, I told this story in the MCMC uh, episode. So I may as well tell you as well. In fact, I did tell you a rave last year. And you took it a bit wrong. So do you remember <laughs> this? Um, I basically, you cost me you ultimately cost me a shag, Sean, um, which was basically because I love watching you dance so much. I was chatting up a girl at a rave who I'd sort of been with before. And then I heard your voice and I went, I, I was in, I, I, was, I think we pulled, you know, it was like we'd had snog. And I was like, I've got, I'm going to go and watch ribs dance. I hope you don't mind. And oh. yeah, I just saw a vagina just freeze over in front of me as uh, as I spoke. She just looked at me with pity, <laughs> uh, and and I and I and I just said, I said to her, I went, "Yeah, I heard it. I'm going to go and watch him anyway. See you later." <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the front and danced, and, and needless to say, I didn't get laid that night. And I told no. you that story uh, at uh, uh, Chapel of Carol. I said we'd never met before. I, it was the first point we'd ever met, and I said. Um, by the way, uh, just tell you a story. And I told you the story. And I said, so you owe me one shag. And I, you reacted as though I actually wanted you to shag me. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it's a bit of a strange conversation to be having <laughs> outside the chapel of case when, when we're having a fag. You know what I mean? You just walked in and this guy, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can Im- I, look. I can imagine. Um, if it is, it is any consolation, I don't want to have sex with you. As lovely, no, no, as, no, as lovely as you I'm are, um, but I, I am, I am taken. Um, yeah, so yeah. unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But uh, no, the, it, I just love that story, and I'm sorry if uh, if I uh, if that was the if that was a bit scary as well. But I did get you did get a free beer out of it. So there you go. Good, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I did that. But but you are. Yeah. But the, this is that's why I love you. Is is that is that dancing? And I think that's why so many people. A lot of the feedback we've had when we announced that you were coming on was just like that guy knows how to get a party started he is he's a, he is the, the party the mountain party i mean the, the the whole dancing thing i think kind of came into its own big time when we used to do the raver the club air raver babies at the back that that back room there and then we did the colvilles um because you're on the floor with, the, right. with, with people uh, and then uh, and birkenhead came along and they brought girls because it wasn't, and they were big on the floor. Do you know what I mean? So they kind of would join you on the floor. And obviously, if you've got girls dancing on the floor, the boys are dancing on the floor. Uh, and it, there were some good times because you're just, you're just in the tunes. Do you know what I'm saying? It was, yeah, yeah, proper head down business. We were, we were, yeah, it was good times, man. Very, very good times. Like you'd just know when it was, yeah, just watching the room build up. It's just madness. Do you know what I mean? And then, then it just explode. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But dancing is what it is. Do you know what I mean? That is what it. That's, that is what it is. Having everyone dancing at the same time, maybe not the same style. It doesn't have to be the same style, but just dancing. 
you know, and that was, that's, that's the mission. And I think that came from um, Zena's um, because uh, Zena's was run by a woman called Avis and she was like, no nonsense, do you know what I mean? And, uh, and her, her mission to us was like, this club has got to be having it the moment the door is opened. So if the door's open, it's got to be having it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, cool. So that was the that was the mission from the onset. Door opens, party's on. Uh, and so I, that's why I always like being at the party at the beginning of the night, watching it do its thing. Do you know what I mean? And then if you're, yeah, because you listen to the, the jocks at the beginning. That doesn't always have to be the big ones. Do you know what I mean? They're the, the guys who play at the beginning as well. There's something enthralling about seeing a crowd dance as one, a uh, big crowd as well. And, yeah. and I think, so one of my one of my best mates, who's now sadly not with us, that, that was when I first fell in love with Raven. And it, it wasn't even, it was, I didn't go Raven until like 2000. And it was a slamming vinyl and, and we'd found a ledge and we just sat there. And I think it was a New Year set, and and it and it was Dougal and vibes, I think, and it just it it just went off, and we just looked yeah. down, and we were just like went, oh my god, we looked at yeah. each other, and we were like, this is this is the one man, look at this, this is it's sick. No, you know, you're talking about what people, what what drew people to raves back then. If you consider what you're talking about was happening years before, but bigger, All with right, no restriction. With no restrictions, do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's mass movement. Do you know what I mean? Like, all the youngsters knew what the fuck was what the score was. Do you know what I'm saying? That, yeah, yeah, you, you can you can understand why. <laughs> why now you understand why? Well, and 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 I think it's a big shame about why the, the music that I love no longer is in big arenas, and that 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 makes me sad. It's why I'm gutted. I missed Resurrection. We were meant to go. And we didn't, right, and we didn't go uh, because of whatever reason. But we didn't go, and it's one of the regrets because actually that's one of the very few big events nowadays that plays the sort of music that I like on uh, on that big scale. Which is sort of why I'm hoping Skelter comes back, which I'll talk to you about later. Actually, um, how did you get your name, Ribs? Uh, ribs. Uh, it's not a rave thing. Ribs is like a, a school thing, and it's because I was the skinniest in the crew that I was in. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I had a name before that, um, which was DJ Virgil. Why, why because, was you called DJ Virgil? Yeah, well, because we, because we, but it was, it was when hip hop first started and we had the, everyone paired up and did like body popping and whatnot. So me and my brother were like virgin and brains from, from, um, <laughs> <laughs> from Thunderbirds. <laughs> so yeah, so that's where that name came from. Can you still, see, I, that, can that, you still see your ribs now? No. No, 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 lock, no, no, lockdown, lockdown, no, 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 lockdown's got me changed up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Got to do some work. I'm not very good at exercise anyway, so lockdown ain't ain't helping me. You, you know need I mean? the raves back, man. You need the raves of your dance. Dude, for real. Um, kept, it kept me, kept me, kept me young. How would you describe your MC style? Uh, minimal. Um, I'm a host mainly. Do you know what I mean? I kind of to talk you through the night and stuff i don't chat lyrics or anything i just 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 don't have the capacity to do that do you know what i mean well a few um, people a few people have asked that um you and gray jamie scott they pointed out that you're pretty much the only mc without rhymes or, or yeah. bar, bars is what i think without bars, yeah yeah call it now. um I, and they wonder and i also wonder too whether this was a conscious decision and if you ever considered writing lyrics or not no dude i grew up listening to things like saxon sound system um reggae sound system so i know what chatting is do you know what i mean and i knew from back then that that ain't me um what why isn't that you 
it just doesn't it's not it's just not me i mean i used to know people at school who were lyrically gifted do you know what i mean um but i don't know i just never thought to do that. i'm i'm the tunes i like to listen to the tune i mean i'll listen to uh, vocals on a record uh but then obviously when that's a house night came about there was less vocals about but i, I don't know i just didn't i just didn't um I don't think I've even actually sat down and ever tried to write any lyrics. Really? I, I'll tell you, I thought about it, and then you kind of I just I just didn't couldn't really find the theme in order to get the right words down. Do you know what I'm saying? Your name's not Dan. You're not coming in. You know what? So I, I would I, love I, it I, after lockdown. You just came out and you did like big sixty-four bar lyrics. Dude, dude, I would too. I, would, I, I, I kind of sometimes think myself would be great if we went out in it, and then you just had your lyrics sorted out. People would be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but I'd want it to be the shit. Do you yeah, know what I mean, I'm yeah. gonna have it proper because I've been listening to like loads of UK rappers and that, and then boys aren't mucking about. So and, like, I kind of I tune into like Harry Shot and that quite a lot and. They don't, they don't muck about. And when, and when you listen to things like that, you just think, fuck. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. But there is a lot of rubbish people as well. And uh, what I just, when I was younger and I first got into rave music, I used to complain, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, Ribs, she hasn't got any lyrics. <laughs> I don't like yeah, it. He ain't got any lyrics, man. He ain't got any lyrics. And now I actually like the music. You know, I'm really into the music. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking great. He hasn't got any lyrics, like so. He just, you know, he, he just. But, but but people will say stupid little kids like like me would have said that anyone can do that. That's cool. They can. No, but can they? But th well, this is it. I mean, they can. I could leave them to it. I mean, it ain't like you just. They can. They just got to chill. Do you know what I mean? It ain't no rush. We have a party. Just chill out. Listen to the tunes. If you don't have to say anything, don't say anything. That's true. So um, I was listening to um, some sets to sort of um, ahead of this, and like I was looking uh, as well. I was going to pull some out because we often we sometimes use some as part of the, as part of a podcast and that sort of thing. And um, it's really hard finding anything for you on a tape because there are quite long periods where you don't say anything at all. Oh, cool. Right. Right. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Because I'm on the floor dancing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or possibly in the toilet. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's, it, you don't have to. I mean, the thing is, it's a, it's a vibe. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a vibe. If it's if you turn up to a big production and you got the stage, but you know what to expect. Do you know what I mean? So, or if you're dealing with like a small club, that you work that differently. Do you know what I mean? There are MCs out there who, what yeah. Are the, what are the differences? Well, I, I don't know. I just kind of like to do the slow burn in, in, a, in a back room. Do you know what I mean? You just let it build. Well, if you've got a main stage, it, they, you're you're doing slots. You don't, you're not building anything. You're just right. presenting. Do you know what I mean? You're like, this is this guy. This is that guy. You're not building up nothing. Whereas if you're in your back room, you're building something up. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So that's, that, that's the difference. You're kind of, you're teasing it and then you're you're building it you're you're, you're creating attention and then like, do you know what i'm saying so that's what you, a good stage party is if that happens some you you notice but you don't get that if you're changing the mc every hour right. do you know what i mean that's why i used to like about um fantasias and that sometimes it universes and that it's literally uh, you'd have one mc and the jocks will change 
that MC is the common denominator for that the whole night, and he just keeps it keeps it in check. Do you know what I mean? And that that's your common point, and the music just keeps changing, and then eventually you get do you know what I mean? you, you you get something good. Do you know what I mean? It's not you know the score, man. <laughs> I do. Um, do you think that being a DJ made you a better MC? It's, yeah, I knew what was going on. I mean, because I was in the record shop, so I knew the tunes. I knew the tunes, um, which is what helps that you know the tunes. You know, because a lot of the people you 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 would have known the tune, but that person don't. It's always kind of it's always quite it's always quite nice when the MC says something and it happens. It's almost like you're being like an orchestra. Do you know what I mean? It's like you say like something and then bass comes in. It's like everyone goes ah, oh! takes them unaware. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so it helps. It helps. Yeah. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, uh, do you think that your that minimalistic style that you developed has given you longevity uh, in in your career as an MC? That and up for a party, I think. To be very honest with you, that and being up for a party. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, lots lots of MCs are still around, and they're still still good at it do you know what i mean and i think they're doing if not the same amount of parties as, as i am still which is not very many at, when you at that level um because there's other people coming through uh but um, when, but when styles, yeah, but, but but when also, styles guess, change sorry go on but also just being into <clears throat> i think ribs 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 the name carries a lot of weight which I, I wasn't aware of, but you know what I mean? People want ribs to MC for them. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, so I kind of, um, I, I don't abuse it. I would, I'd, like what I tend to do is find something that I'm in, I'm interested in and then stay with it. Do you know what I mean? Ask if I can be resident with you or something. And then I'll just do that because it, it, I know that that's what I like. That's how, that, that's what works for me. The familiarity and, it's that whole thing building something up do you know what i mean so um yeah so i think it i think the question was does the minimal style help me uh is that, was that the yeah question? yeah well, i guess the question is like because styles of emceeing has changed over the years so now yeah. in certainly in hardcore uh, a lot of it is about the the, the bars, the bars. And the lyrics and, you know, I know that it's not the sort of music that you necessarily would MC to these days but no, it's cool. but, but the style has changed and you mm -hmm. know so in, in in initially in the early stages of the 90s you had hosts um mm. then it became like rhymes and then it became sort of double double time so it was like real sort of hard like you know yeah but yeah bars. you say that but that then the the good MC for me is the one who can combine the two well. Do you know what I mean? There's not very many of them. And the ones who do do that very well sit in the drum and bass arena. Do you know what I mean? So we're talking about um, GQ, Dynamite, um, Jakes, uh, Moose, Comrade. Do you know what I mean? They're kind of, and outside of that, you might want to go and step in a, in a garage arena, and they've got that perfected down to the hosting and the rapping. They've got the, they've got, they've got, they've got it right. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so, but people don't seem to don't get it. It's like, well, you've, you've, they do it well. It's they give it, they let it breathe. They give it space. They give it. They, you know, the the rhyme comes out at the right time. 
stopped at the right time actually might mean something. Do you know what I mean? It fits even the, the, the level of the voice. Do you know what I mean? You don't want it too up there and you don't want it too down there. You just want it. Do you know what I mean? So it's just about, and the only way that happens is if you have, if you do it regular, because you know, when you do it regularly, you then become aware. Do you know what I mean? And you start working it right. And that's one of the things that I like to do. I like to do residencies because of that main thing. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Which residencies did you like over the years most? Um, obviously, I like the, 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 the North ones. They were madness. Do you know, like the Birkenhead Horizon ones are good too. Um, to do the, uh, and the I'm, just, I'm just sticking with the hardcore ones as such because that's the ones that I'm known for mainly. Do you know what I mean? That's the ones that I've done the most of in the last 10 years, should we say. Do you know what I mean? Um, totally lost it. Um, let's be resident for those boys. But then I was resident at Dreamscapes, so I was resident at Helter Skelters, Technodromes, I was resident at Universe, I was resident at Fantasia, Fiber Optics, Quest Club. I was resident at that's like the the only drum and bass night that I was wrestling at. Do you know what I mean? And I was looking through some flyers the other day to try and understand why that happened. And that's because they were booking <clears throat> artists who worked at Universe. Do you know what I mean? And I would go down and, and MC for those artists that were the DJ at Universe. And off the back of that, I got off for the residency. And it, it was just like, yeah, I was in there, man. It was like with your Mickey Finns and your top buzzes and ratties and tangos it's the proper shit do you know what i'm saying and um and they put the time and effort into the flyers too do you know what i mean it was like proper like if you got aladdin flyer so i think i might i'll find one for you i'll find one or two for you they, they, they were really good with them was your was your did you think your style is why you were able to do so many and are still able to do so many different styles yeah, and and the jocks, the jocks liked it and liked me, and it, it fitted with what they were doing. Do you know what I mean? You could, I mean, like I've, I I used to MC for quite a lot of, um, quite a lot of jocks back then. A varied selection of jocks. Do you know what I mean? From, um, I might have done Groove Rider and, and Fabio, and then Laurent Garnier. Do you know what I mean? Derek May, Dave Angel, Colin Dale, Colin Favor. It's just kind of because I was into it. Do you know what I mean? I think the for the four four stuff, not many people wanted to touch it. It's like cool. That's me. I'll do that. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I got um I was I was like off the back of being into that. I was the MC for Laurent Garnier when they launched the F communication label and they did the European tours. Do you know what I mean? So I got to go to like places like Brussels and uh, just loads of places that I would never have dreamt of, really, just off the back of being into all the music that I liked. Do you know what I mean? And they put, they brought this out, um, and I'm on this. It came out like '98. Was it say live and what was it? Live and rare F Communications. So yeah, kind of that's that would have that would have been around the time that they were launching they doing their tours and stuff um so yeah it's yeah did you like playing abroad it was all right for a period and then after a while um going to australia yeah great um but anything else it, it just it was just like too much like a job 
Do you know what I mean? I'd, like, you'd go to do dance fair. Don't get me wrong, dance fair is massive. It was massive. Do you know what I mean? But you get flown out the night before, let's say the Friday night. You get picked up, like, you get woken up, like, nine o'clock in the morning, something like that, to go downstairs and get breakfast before you're picked up to go to the venue, which you're there at 11 o'clock. And you're stood there watching the people coming in. That's all day. Do you know what I mean? It goes from 11 until maybe 11 or 12. <clears throat> and, um, they don't like you dancing or anything on stage. They just want you to. They just want you to introduce the DJ, let them do their thing, and then out you, out do the outro thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, thank you. The next trick is. What fucking point? I kind of got. I kind of got bored. I mean, I think. And so I just one day, I kind of just went up there and just let rip on the stage. It was great for the cameras. Do you know what I mean? The cameras were all over me. It's like brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It's like party was on. And it doesn't matter how many people are in the party, you always see the one person that does this. I don't like MCs. It's like uh, if, you're, if, you're of if you're listening on audio, he's doing a slit throat gesture. I mean, I, I mean that's hectic. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I can't, can't focus on anything else. Um, but I never got booked anymore after that. Um, oh, well, they're lost. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm a bit gutted because it was my thing, do you know what I mean? But they obviously, I just, I didn't like the restrictions though, man. Like, it, it wasn't a bad thing at the end of the day. I mean, for me, I mean, back then, and I kind of still have that, I, I haven't been abroad for ages now, so I can't really speak for what it's like now. But back then, for me, partying was the UK, do you know what I mean? And Australia, because they, they did it well there too, do you know what I mean? No one parties um, like the UK. Yeah, proper. No, for real. No, no, no. Definitely. So yeah, yeah. Big, big love for the, big love for the UK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of Raw. We've certainly enjoyed making it and bringing it to you. And we want to make more. Uh, but to do so, we are going to need some of your help, I'm afraid. Uh, we are just normal people with normal jobs. This is a hobby and not a very well-paid one at that. In fact, it's not paid at all. Uh, we've invested quite a bit of our money to keep this uh, keep this show going. Uh, but we could really use some of your help uh, as well. Any donation, big or small, we know it's a difficult time for you all out there. It's a difficult time for all of us. Uh, but any donation you can give, whatever size, will help us go towards improving our kit it will help us get on the road, pay expenses to go and interview some of your 90s rave favourites uh, and also just uh, keep bringing you some more banging 90s rave content. If you do feel able to help, that'd be great. If you don't, we do understand. Uh, but if you can, head over to gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcasts. That address, I'll repeat just one more time, gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcast. Uh, and if you can't give any money or you want to join our community, why don't you head over to Twitter why don't you head over to Instagram? Why don't you head over to YouTube? And why don't you head over to Facebook? Search Raw the 90s Rave Podcast. Like us, subscribe to us, do all that. Get involved.